the mission. Family on the mission. We on the mission. Family on the mission. Yo, 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 what's up? This your boy Money G on the Fan Mission Podcast. And today we got a special guest, man. It's going down, man. Let me go ahead and bring in a party. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Miss Boss Lady, how you doing, man? I'm doing hey, great. How's it going? Man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. Go ahead and tell the people your name. Tell them what you're doing, where you from. Hey, everybody. My name is Miss Alicia, author Alicia Collins. However you like to, however you like to, you know, whatever you want to call me. But they call me Alicia Collins, the entrepreneur extraordinaire. I'm originally from Peoria, Illinois. I live here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm an entrepreneur, business owner, author. Um, hey, excited to be here. Man, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you um I know you're busy, man. So I'm glad that you took time out to your day and jump on a podcast. Correct. What's right. Today? No, no problem. All right. Well, let's get to it, man. What's um being committed to the committee? What would you man, please tell me something about that, man. Uh, being committed to the commitment. Yeah, to uh, the being commitment. committed to the commitment. Being committed yeah. to the commitment. So, you know, just over time having a lot of different interviews, podcasts, uh, conversations when it comes to empowering women. I've been a part of a lot. Just really want to strongly say I've been blessed for the um, opportunities that I've been able to uh, uh, have. And I'm always asked, like, what keeps me going? What keeps me driven? Um, it seems like I'm always doing something. And the thing is, I'm just focused. I'm very much committed to my passions. There's not really a time when I'm not actually working on any of my goals or passions. Mm. It's just one of those things that, like I said, it's the slogan, being committed to your commitment. It's just like, you know, being an artist and they're committed to to their art or being a doctor and he's, you know, he's committed to uh, what he went to college to do. So me being committed to entrepreneurship has been something that I've embarked on probably for the last 12 years. I love being able to be in charge, being able to just uh, dictate, not say dictate, I'm sorry, I don't want to use dictate, but mm -hmm. being able to just uh, demonstrate leadership mm -hmm. and I just, you know, it's it's something that's been embedded in me from, I want to say, a child. A lot of people that know me being an author, I talk about it in my book, Don't Judge Me, I'm Only Human. I appreciate it. I appreciate oh, it. We gonna man, get, I, well, I know, know. we're going to get into that. I know Ooh. we're going to get into that. So, you know, just anything to do with leadership, I enjoy being a part of because I know a leader, the leader, someone that's following, that's following you you basically set the tone. You set the tone for everyone that's following you and you want to be able to just be that role model and be able to just show people that it is possible. It, you can do anything you put your mind to, but you have to be committed to whatever it is that you choose to do. And I'm just, I'm committed to entrepreneurship. I mean, I'm, that's just me, hands down, 12, 13 years in the game and I'm committed to it all day, every day, even when I take time off, even if you think I'll step back, I'm still committed to it. I might not be in the limelight. You might not see me on social media so much, but I'm somewhere along the way working on my craft just to get better, better, better. Because I tell people all the time, this is not a hobby for me. Everything that you see me doing, 
It's longevity. It's something that I plan on handing down to my children. It's mm. all generational wealth. It's all about me creating opportunities for other people. I mean it. I'm so real about it. I'm so I, 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 I'm so committed to it. You know, I'm committed to it. But it's just it's in me. You know, I was born with it. It's not something that just I want to say, hey, I thought about doing a few years ago. I always knew as a small child that I would be something great. I would be leading. Um, I will be, you know, in leadership, I will be leading the pack and I will be creating opportunities for other people just as well as for myself. Okay. I like that energy, man. And you know, um, I heard that you used to, um, what was your first job? Well, you know, I was a pharmacy technician. Okay. I wear many titles, you know, I've been here and there. We, Hey, this, Right now, this is the podcast we about to add. You all about the culture, so we gonna talk. <laughs> hey, I'm talking. We about, talk. Let's I, talk. You know, so my first I, my first job was a pharmacy technician for for twelve years for CVS Pharmacy. Okay, no, I'm talking about your first job when you was on the mail route, the paper route. Oh, 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 Whoa. wow. Yeah. Going that far back. You know, Monty, it's something how you really have known me for so many years. I think I met you about when I was between 10 or 11. And I'm not to mention my age. I look good. I'm 38. You know, okay, okay. At 39, but it's all good. But no, I think me and you, I think I met you between the age of 10 and 11. Yes, it was a paper route. So, you know, I've always had a great work ethic. I've always been determined to make my own money, have my, just have things that um, people always dream of having, especially children. You know, when you're, when you're a child, you see so much and you're exposed to so much, especially myself. I come from that era and, you know, me being around you and the guys that I was exposed to so much luxury. It was already embedded me, embedded in me to like, OK, that's what I'm that's what I want when I get older. And um, even though, you know, the 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 wheels turn and times change and things happen along the way for the good. It's still, you know, I, it, things still happen in fruition time. Things still happen for me. And it's, they're, they're taking place right now at this moment. But, you know, just always been a go-getter. Since the age of between 10 and 11, I remember having that paper route job. Yeah, that's that's funny we're talking about that. <laughs> I mean, and, and did you ever think that you you have become, man, like this far in the game? Like, man, did you even envision yourself like, you know what, I'm going to be doing something big? Because you're doing um, something big. Well, I appreciate it. I'm very humble. See, you see it, and it's great because I'm not nowhere near where I, you know, where I know I'm destined to get where God's taking me. Okay. So I'm just even so when I know it's gonna happen and when it happens, I'm I will still be driven. You know, I'm still gonna continue being driven because I just feel like if 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 I conquer everything that I worked hard to to touch. What else is there out there for me to touch? There's nothing else. There's nothing else for me. So mm. I'm just always that whoever's mm. out there that's watching. I want to keep giving them something for them to say, hey, this girl's really committed. She's mm. really, you know, she's really connected to her passion. I'm inspired by her. So um, I want to say then to answer your question as a when, as a young child. I knew something was special about me, but I didn't know at that time at the paper route at, as I was, you know, doing the paper route, I will be in the position where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, we could we'll get into that because I'm in a lot of different positions right now. And like I said, we could talk about the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs. Believe me, I've seen a lot of it in this whole game. And you just got to stay focused. You got to stay connected to God. You got to stay grounded. Uh, I tell people all the time that want to become an entrepreneur, don't get yourself so far out there where you're not able to will yourself back in financially, spiritually and mentally, because we are all so connected to social media and to the internet now, we want to play that catch-up game. Oh, I see them doing that. I got to do it. Oh, I see her doing this. I want to catch up with her. I want to do what she's doing. And when you really know you have a passion for something and uh, you're going to see it come into fruition, there's no such thing as a race. I love the slogan what uh, Rick Ross says. He says, I want to move correctly, not quickly. And when you see things that I'm doing, I may announce it. I may, you know, share it on social media, but I'm not in a race. It's just to get people ready for what I'm getting ready to do. Because if if you see me put it out there, it's coming. I don't ever really put nothing out there if it ain't coming. Everything I've put out there is coming. And it's just to warm people up. I put teasers out there all the time to just let people know I ain't left. I ain't stopped. Nothing's different. I may have backed up from social media, like I mentioned before, but that's because I'm working. Um, uh, I'm focused and I'm just, you know, trying to stay, trying to stay grounded because when you put too much out there, your plate is too cluttered. You got people uh, looking at you like she's all over the place or he's all over the place. And even if that's not the case, so you don't want to throw everything out there. And that's what I try to stay away from. I try to steer away from throwing everything out there because a, a lot of projects that I'm working on, such as the vending machine made on the run essentials, that's been a work in progress for the past, what, four or five years mm-hmm. from when I started the service seven years ago. So back in 2015, I've already had that vision. And now here it is 2022. And I'm just talking about it. Mm, mm, mm. Well, yeah. I gotta, I gotta um touch on something, man. You mentioned my boy God two times, and I gotta give praise to God, so I got a praise button. You know what I'm saying? We gotta give praise to God, man, because we can't yes, do we it. Do. Yeah, we can't do it without Him. So, you know, um, tell me about the mate on the run. I hear you talking about it, you know, um, and I follow yeah. you. Yes, yes, made on run essentials. Y'all make sure y'all copy that. Write it down. I'm gonna turn it around where you can get a little closer look at the email address and the website. That's made on run essentials.com. Made on run essentials. Um, they're all eco-friendly cleaning products. As you know, I started the the made on a run cleaning service back in Peoria, Illinois. Give a shout out to Peoria, Illinois, my hometown, who has been nothing but a great support to me. I know there's no way I can be where I'm at if it wasn't for my hometown, which holds about 150,000 people. And I, I, I just want to say thank you to everyone from the beginning who have supported me over the years. It's been nothing but a blessing. Nothing but a blessing because it's helped build me up, my confidence, um, my audience, my creativity to be able to keep giving something back to the people. So I just want to say thank you again to my hometown, Peoria, Illinois, where I started Made on a Run Cleaning Services about seven years ago. And Made on a Run Essentials are all about eco-friendly cleaning supplies where they're all water-based products where you don't use any chemicals. 
Um, they're really great products and they're so great. I've used them for the last seven years. So I know they work. I know they work. And I will be having a vending machine located here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I do not have a location yet. I should have that location within the next few um, weeks. But Men on the Run Essentials, I have so many different products that are available right now at this moment on my website. So y'all go and help a small business so you can see me in your local stores like Kmart and Walmart to come soon. So go support Made on the Run Essentials, Black-owned business. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So how did you even come up with that idea? You know, because a lot of kids out here, you know, they have ideas and um, they have ideas, but they don't act on them. Right. Correct. And, um, and I and I always tell people that, you know, your ideas is how you that's how money is made. Like, man, you get yeah. paid off your ideas. Right. So what right. made you come up with the slogan and the idea? And how made you, yeah. And then how do you clean stuff with no chemicals? Right. Right. So Talk okay. about it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Well, Made on a Run, uh, the cleaning company came about when I was in the process of making a transition in my life from living in that underground world to like really trying to get my life back on track. And I had to make some decisions on it, whether I was going to go back to school or was I going to you know, start a business or was I going to go get a nine to five? And like I said, entrepreneurship has always lived in me. I've always... Um, I've always been very fortunate to to really, you know, have a lot of live a luxury life. You know mm -hmm. me. And I've always had that 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 area where I've lived that luxury life to, and be able to have great things, nice things, go a lot of good, you know, great places. And I was like, OK, if I'm going to make a transition from this to something different, I need to make a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. And I just started digging around on what I will, you know, what, what could I jump into to help me make that kind of money? So one point in time, I cleaned years ago in high school, I had a friend, she had a cleaning service and boom, just like that. It didn't happen. Boom. Just like that. But you know, yeah. I came up with the idea. Let me try this cleaning service. Let me try to start my own cleaning business and having the contacts that I have. Thank goodness. I have some really great contacts. I know a lot of good people back in Peoria, Illinois, they were there for me, like the conversation, everything was like right on time. And that's how I knew that was in my purpose. The cleaning service was in my purpose. It was my passion. I enjoyed doing it. I was able to create opportunities for other people. But not only was I able to create opportunities, I was able along the way to just find different techniques and ways to use certain products where I didn't have to use chemicals. And mm -hmm. And it allowed me not to, um, it, it helped me actually, it, it, it helped me, um, medical wise because I would use a lot of different chemicals and I, I was always coughing and we were always coughing. I wasn't feeling well and my nose was drying up and I came across some chemicals, um, uh, some different eco-friendly supplies at a convention back in Vegas. I want to say about four years ago before the pandemic happened. And some of these supplies that I came across, you wouldn't believe they were for other, um, other, other things, like not even nothing to do with cleaning. They were for other things. And, yeah. um, I want to just say, man, I was using them 
on stoves and I start using them on faucets and uh, tile and different cabinetries and come to find out they weren't damaging the products. They weren't damaging the tile. They weren't damaging the appliances. And I say, hey, these are some really great, uh, you know, really great essentials. I should really get them out there to the people and start talking more and more about them. And I want to say over time, I just started putting my craft, my tasks together, putting my ideas together and came up with a plan on how to create eco-friendly cleaning supplies with the products that you'll see on my website on Made on Run Essentials. So it was just one of those things, you know, tapping into something that's your passion, being able to find so many different creative ways to change up the game. And that's pretty much what I did in the cleaning business. Okay, okay, I like how that yeah. came Um, so you know, it's a lot of young ladies out and they be like, Man, I can't find my passion, everybody doing something. What advice would you give them? Well, I tell everybody, like if anyone ever asks me for advice when it comes to your passion, manifestation is everything. I manifest a lot. I'm always uh you know, not asking so much, but allowing God to pour into me. So if you know me personally, you know, I walk a lot. So when I walk and I mean, when I walk, I walk in the sun. I live in Las Vegas. Even when I lived in Illinois, I walked a lot. That was my time that I spent with God to just pour into me, show me the 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 signs or give me those signs. Show me the uh the way, that direction that he wants us, you know, wanted me to take, not that I wanted to take, but what, where he wanted to mm. take me. So I just say, you know, listen a lot more to God, listen to soothing music, uh, connect yourself with people that are doing, you know, you want to connect yourself with those who are doing some great things that are empowering other women who are enlightening other women who are helping other women uh, connecting them to different resources and programs that's going to help them uh, not just make a lot of money, but make whatever it is that they choose to do long lasting. Because the thing is, you see so much now on social media where people are just starting something and they stop. Mm. But but the thing is being able to monetize off those things that you start. So just like me having made on the run the business. Now I'm, a, you know, I'm building a brand. I'm building a brand with made on a run. This isn't just, you know, a quick lick me trying to make a couple of dollars to pay some phone, you know, pay a bill or so. This is something that I really plan on creating opportunity for other women, especially black and brown women such as myself. Generational wealth for my children, mm -hmm. being able to really help other different organizations and resources with donations on women like myself who have uh, uh, the spirit for entrepreneurship, but they don't have the money or the, the the resources to get it started. So there's so much that I have attached to my passion that I will do uh, once I gain the capital and I make money and I know God it's already there. I just got to do the work and stay focused and stay committed to the commitment. You mm. know, it, you'll see so much, you'll see so much come from just one idea but me following my purpose, and like I said, it all goes back to manifestation, allowing God to pour into you and to just clear that path to show you where he wants you to go, where you're not all over the place. Because, you know, people people start projects, like I said, all the time, and they're all over the place, and they never finish. And it's happened to me before, 
it happens to all of us because we have all yeah. these great ideas where we're like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But you really have to buckle down and figure out where you can find balance, what works and what's creating um, the fine, you know, what's creating money, what's making the money for you. But what really works for you and what works for the people, because you don't want to just do something because, hey, this is what I want to do. And mm-hmm. because it sounds good, you want to do something that has that holds some sort of purpose, but holds some sort of uh, reasoning to why you're doing it. And if you don't see that, I just say, let it go and move on. Mm, mm, mm. And on that note, you know, you were saying something like, well, I'm going to say this and don't be scared to share your dream. Right. Because we was taught to don't tell people this, they're going to try to steal your idea. But you don't even know what other people be on. You know, Martin Luther King, he said, I had a dream and he told everybody and people was like, I got the same dream. And they started marching with him. So don't right. be scared. Don't be scared to share your dream. So no. what's your um, what do your morning routine look like? <laughs> My more. So, you know, I originally from what was central time. Now I'm on Pacific time. I've been in Vegas for two years, but believe me. A lot of my connections are from the East Coast and from the Midwest, Central Time. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like literally I'm up every morning between 4.15, 4.30. And usually when I get up, I mean, when I say this has been a routine for me probably for the last six years, maybe longer than that. But I would just want to say really being honest. I'm going to be honest right now. Five years, my same routine has been to get up in the morning. And usually if I'm up between 4.15 and 4.30, those 15 minutes, I just, like I said, I'm just there. I'm not touching my phone. I'm just laying in my bed and I'm just allowing my body to just sit still. Mm. Then, I, you know, I, I eventually you may, I may get up and uh, between 4.30 and, and 5 o'clock, I'm sitting, usually I have a little space in my bathroom where I just sit quietly. I sit quietly. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm just, you know, I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting. I'm just really thanking God. I'm praying. I'm thanking God. And then I start looking at my emails and I start looking at my phone. And of course, I'm drinking my tea because I love, I I think tea helps your body um, to relax in the morning because a lot of times we get up and we just want to go and we instantly looking at our phone and we want to start our day, but tea helps me. It soothes the body. So I think, you know, people who are um, early birds and they're just jumping right to it. It's, you know, that's good that you want to get straight to the money, straight to the day, but you want to be able to be calm and, and, and cool, you know, cool about when you are getting up, starting a new day because new days bring new demons Mm. It brings, you know, irritable people, spirits, challenges, obstacles. Mm. So you don't want to approach a day so quickly to where you're not capable or able to calm yourself down. So I drink a lot of tea in the morning to just, you know, soothe me, to calm me down. And like I said, after that, after I, you know, after I'm just still for a second, about 15 minutes, I manifest for about 30 minutes. Then I start my day with my emails my tea and my phone calls. And then from there I, I exercise, I do a warm up and get my children ready, you know, get my kids off to school. But I have a routine. Yes. I have a routine before I go to sleep and I have a, go- a routine before I go to bed. And I think when, um, when we start 
when we when we uh, um, iterate those routines into our schedule and stick to them, consistency comes more easier. It doesn't come so, oh, I'm so sick of doing this. I ain't reaching my goals. I ain't. It ain't about when you find yourself having a routine. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's a weight on you. Mm. It, it becomes a, you know, I mean, it comes a lifestyle. It a, a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Yeah, yes. it becomes a lifestyle. And when you, uh, and when we see these people who are you, billionaires and millionaires, one thing I tell you, Steve Harvey says all the time, on the Pacific, on the Pacific side, you know, here on the West Coast, the mm -hmm. stock office. What do you say? The the, the, the stock office early. open. At what three five in the morning, and if you on the West Coast, <clears throat> there's no way you can roll out your bed at seven a.m. in the morning. The world has already took off; everything mm -hmm. has already started moving. So I tell people all the time: get in the habit of waking up early. Get in the habit of going, getting a good night rest. Get in the habit of uh, restoring your body with a lot of herbal. Uh, uh, essentials, get in the habit of praying, get in the habit of manifesting mm. and get in the habit of exercising because all of that plays a big part in um, what you plan out to do. Whatever it is you you destined to do, it plays a big part of it. So you want to just get in a routine. Like I said, I have a great routine. I'm not upset about it. It doesn't anger me. It doesn't upset me. It doesn't make me feel like I want to give up. It keeps me going. It keeps me going. So getting the mm. routine of being able to get up in the morning and get to what it is you destined to do. That's all I basically can tell you. Oh, man. And you know what? I like that because I get up in the morning, like five in the morning every morning. Right. And right. I, so I'm going I'm to tell you a little secret. Right. So you motivated me with this book. Right. And I was like, oh, man, she got a book. I'm like, that's cold. So what I did was I get up at five in the morning. And I used to go work out. Right. Like five in the morning. I'm in a gym. Five in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Cause um I stayed on the West Coast. Well, no, I was in I was in Georgia then. I had a stroke. Okay. I had a stroke. Oh wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, my whole right side couldn't move or nothing. I was messed up. So you no, know, I got myself back together. But then when I heard you got a book out, you know, I was like, um, at, now I stay in Florida. So then I was like, right, oh. I know. So then I was like. This is how I wrote this book. I wake up at five in the morning. Oh, wow. Start writing my book. And I was like, you know what? Then that's why I got the hour of power from. I said, I'm going to take an hour just to write little pieces of my book. And every day I took an hour out just to, and when you wake up at five in the morning, that's when, that's when you really think that's when your mind is clear. Your mind is super yep. clear. You know, yep. I try to write, I try to write my book at five in the afternoon, man, I couldn't do nothing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But five in the morning, oh, five man, in the yeah. morning. Yep. Cause you, it, and your body has been able to lay still, yep. you know, when, and when you been able to approach the day and you have a whole schedule planned out where you, like you say, you woke up, you, you work out, you probably, you're dealing with your family, you're dealing with business. And then you want to get home to sit down and write. You've had so much information calculating through your head within that time of waking up to the time you've gotten, you know, you've gotten home from work, your, your mind is too cluttered. So even mm -hmm. with writing a book, the first thing, like I tell people, even if you have those ideas 
at work or at home, write them down. Yeah. Write those thoughts down, but don't try to, you know, don't try to go home and write, write a story or write, a, you know, anything. Wait until the information is fresh again so you can put it all together and it makes sense when you're trying to, you know, have when you're trying to do creative writing. So time is of an essence for every, you know, for all of us. And mm -hmm. I just believe that if you set a schedule for yourself, like you said, it's possible to yeah, conquer yeah. whatever it is that you put out there for yourself to do. But you just mm -hmm. want to be able to, like I said, you want to you want to have some sort of uh, balance in life and you want to have some you need to have consistency as well. But you want to be able to get as much rest as possible, because if you trying to just, you know, be great all the time off of two, three hours of sleep, it ain't going to work. Like no. it ain't going to work. No, no. I, I tell people all the time at the 10 o'clock, don't call me. My phone is getting cut off. Right. And you can't catch me at no three in the morning no more. You can't catch me at 12. I'm like, no. I'm like, so if you want something different, you got to do something different. You know? So, right. Yeah. Oh, man, we've been getting it cracking already. We had 30 minutes. So I got to ask you this, man, because this is crazy, man. Um, <laughs> spoken, spoken words, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, no love lost with Ray G. Man, how did you get on the album? Man, I was listening to it, and next you know, I hear your voice. I say, "Oh snap!" I say, hey. "Oh, you know." Shout out, to, shout out to Ray G. Yeah, I love Ramon Boston. I grew up with his sister. I mean, just their whole entire family. Shout out to the Wrights. I love them all. Ray G has like. You, when I say people are always watching you, it's so real how people are always watching you. And Ramon, I would never think that like Ray G is watching me. You know, I, I'm just, I always look at Ray G that he look at me like, that's little Steve's sister. Right, right. But everyone knows that I grew up with but being around gangsters my whole life so yeah. it's, it's embedded in me you know like look I, I we just gonna keep it real we gonna yeah, keep it real so go. we gonna keep it real and it was one of those things that you don't never forget where you come from you know I can't forget that I come from the streets the the, the trap house I come I come from all of that I come from all that it, it has made me into the 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 person I am today, the go getter that I am today, the entrepreneur, the businesswoman, the mom, who whatever title you want to give Alicia Collins, mm. me coming from the streets and from that way of life has made me into who I am today. And I think Ray G he sat back over the time and he's watched that transition to me, but he's also watched how I've been able to like, after me writing, don't judge me. I'm only human. Like a lot of other people, how I made a, something bad, good. And yeah. it's all about your testimony. And he just knew like, look, he said, look, sis, I know you could do it. I read the book, but I know you, he said, I want you to give me, you know, like maybe thirty seconds of, of some of some good of some good spoken words, and he was like, hey, it "Ain't gotta be good, but just give me something." He said, "But I want it to come from like the from heart. a real yeah from the yeah. heart. I want to come from the heart." And I said, "Well, you know, 
okay, I know I'm making this transition in my life and now people are looking at me as this businesswoman, but I've been able to be trans, you know, transparent with people as well because, hey, I don't rent two books. I don't wrote a book of, you know, how I once upon a time had a lot of different ugly ways to where I changed that into something good. So I can't give you the good without giving you the bad. So when he asked me for, you know, when he asked me for what he asked me for, I had to say, look, well, I'm going to keep it 100. I come from the trap. Man. I come, I come from the trap and it's, and it's allowed me to be able to, you know, make a transition and turn that whole way of thinking around to business. And that's what we have to show these youngsters nowadays that if you in the street hustling, if you in the strip club stripping, you want to take that money. You want to take whatever it is that you doing, whatever you doing for and turn it into something good, turn it into assets, turn it into gold, turn it into business, turn it into uh, uh, um, Bitcoin, turn it into stocks, uh, real estate. You want to turn it into something with some sort of substance and value to it. And I believe that Ray J, that Ray G knew I could do that by me just being, you know, just being in the streets and writing a book and having the knowledge and having the experience. And I love it. I love it. I listen to it all the time. And it was something that I think that's been way overdue because it was something that rest is so Mikey Douglas had always wanted me to do. He wanted me to start rapping. He's like, Alicia, I got to get you on track. I got to get you on the track back 20 years ago. And, you know, he passed away before that ever even had, you know, before it ever came into fruition. And it was like, dang, 20 years later, here we have it. Ray G, who Mikey was on his track back 20 years ago, reached out to me like, I got to get you on track, sis. So I'm just like, there's I, I like delay don't mean deny. So I knew it was mm. in it, it was. It was in it was in God's will for me to be able to jump on somebody's track, and it was on Ray G. So big shout out to the big bro from the Man. hometown Ray G. Man, shout out to Ray G. Blue team, yeah. Blue team, you know, yeah. And you know it's crazy. Um, yeah, I know, man. You know, with with Mikey and you know, I never got a chance to like we freestyle, but I never got a chance to get in the studio. And when he told right. me, he said, he said, "Man, Ray G had me in the studio." He said, "Bro, I can do that." I can buy that stuff. And I was like, man, I, I told Ray G, I said, man, you inspire Mikey. And we never did a, a real deal track. We freestyle. And that's why I go hard with the G staff. That's why I can't let it go. Everybody like, why going hard? And I'm like, man, because I made a promise to bro, like, man, bro. I'm, Cause he asked me like, man, you want to be with the staff? And everybody was like, man, who is this new dude? And I was like, man, I'm just, if 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 people had a chance to get to know me like Mikey knew me, then they'd know. Like, man, right. that's why that's why he's on my bumper like that. Like, man, yo, right, right. I and I, you and I, get it. I definitely, and, you know, I, I definitely get it, and it's inspiring. And it is, it feel, it's, it's one of those things that I grew up so close knit to all you, you know, to all my brother friends, to where it was just like every time I seen you and I seen this G staff, G staff, I love it because. That was a huge part of what Mikey represented. He represent yeah. he represented and he loved and he had passion for music. Yeah. And you know, sometimes people aren't able to touch those, you know, they, they may not make it uh to touch those 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 goals or those milestones in life, but God always put people in position 
who will walk through for him. So I truly believe that, hey, he has you here at this moment, at this time to keep his legacy alive because Mikey was all about G-Staff. He was about the music, about creativity, about the arts of music, the lyrics of music, the poetry of music, and myself as well because words hold power and it allows us to be creative even when you're writing a book. Even when you're uh, putting together a speech, words hold power where you could connect to individuals in a way without uh, being so offensive to them. And that's what Mikey believed in. I believe that's I know that's what I believed in. That's why I was blessed, been blessed to be able to write uh, three books, to be able to just really put my creativity and my words in um, into writing where hopefully it'll touch the next person and help the next person, inspire the next person as much as, you know, it it has inspired me. So I I just want to say, keep going with that. Man, thank you. Thank you. And I have to tell you, you have inspired me and others. And I want to give you flowers right now. You know, all right. All um, right. You know, I told you, I told you, I got a, I got a book. This is a book that I was like, man, I thought I couldn't do it. And I did it. Right. So then I turned around. My my kids, they inspired me to do another book, you know, so I can make them read. It's called What's Happening in the Dark. Then I got another one that's called Hood by Choice. Yeah, I've been on the bumper. And then my brother was inspired. I told him about you, and then he made one talking about his oh, yeah, same it's, for um, myself. Yeah, my brother, my, my oldest brother, and, and and Mikey inspired me to do music. So and I he did music. He got out the dope game, stopped hustling, doing music, and now he's doing stuff for kids. Man, it's a beautiful thing. And I say, man, y'all don't know how 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 y'all inspired me. And I'm like, man, yo, this is really dope, you know. So yeah, so I definitely got you your flowers, man. Thank you so I, I much. Thank you. I, yeah. I, I thank you. I think it's amazing. Uh, I just want to say thank you again for inviting me on to your podcast. This is just amazing. With being, a, like I said, creativity, having a vision, following your godly purposes and being able to create something, not just for yourself, but mm. you're giving other people exposure. And yeah. that is just what it's about, us being able to give people exposure, being able to give them the flowers while they still there, still here living because, you know, tomorrow and today's not promised to us. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I can't say it enough. Go after your dreams. You don't you don't you don't have to um, try to do everything in one day. But if you could just find something that you really enjoy doing or if you find yourself doing something that you enjoy doing and you wanted to, you know, share with others, I say go for it. Go Man. for it because so many people they stumble across something where they're like, oh, I think so. Maybe that maybe maybe not. I don't have the time or I don't have the money. And then they just decide to do away with it. And I just think, hey, if it's something that you love to do and it's really a truly godly purpose, a godly passion of yours, do it. Pray on it. Connect yourself with good people who have your best interests and just go for it. So I just I just want to say thank you again for the opportunity as well. And for those who don't have a copy of my book, you can find my books, they're located on Amazon.com. They're also located in Target. They're also located on authorladyaid.com. I will mail them out personally myself with a signed autograph. 
and also her essence of empowerment. And I also have an ebook, which is Invest Your Moolah, which helps up which helps people understand how to invest into real estate. Cause you know, Hey, I, I'm the entrepreneur extraordinaire. I'm all about the money. I want to make money. Ooh. I'm trying to make money in my sleep right now. So, you know, passive income. And that's what, Ooh. that's, that's what it's the all goal. About. That's, that's, what, it's that's, all that's, about. that's, that's yeah. all it's about. I'm gonna have to get that, um, that book for my wife for mother's day. Cause, um, Okay. She's a, um, she's a real estate agent too. So yeah, we definitely gonna tap in that. And then I want to tap on um, you know, this podcast is not mine. This the fan mission podcast. This the G Staff fan mission. G Staff family on the mission. So every every, it's our family. Were you family? What you talking yes. about? This is our podcast. I love it. I love it. You see what I mean? So yeah, I give people the voice and you know the the speak their mind. So I got another question. If you can talk to your 16-year-old self at the age you're at right now, what would you tell them? <laughs> if I could talk to my 16-year-old self, where was I at when I was 16? Hey, when I was 16, I was I was in dough. <laughs> I was I was making the dough. I was making a dough. No, if I can talk to my 16-year-old self where I'm at now and I'm at the age of 30, 38. Mm -hmm. Oh, what would I tell myself? There's so many things. I think the number one thing that I would tell myself is to um, work, work harder. You know, at 16, you, you, you're a kid, but you're in a prize, you know, you making that transition, making mm -hmm. that into adulthood. So, at 16, I was a junior in high school. I think I I worked hard, but I don't think I pushed myself as much as I could have. And I would tell, like my daughter, she's 16 right now. So yeah, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell my daughter. So right. my daughter right now is 16 and I'm always, and she's a straight A student. Mm. I'm always pushing her to work harder because the reason is um, other than entrepreneurship, if that doesn't work out, you want to be, and I'm not saying that my daughter wants to be an entrepreneur, but no matter what it is you do in life, you want to make sure that you push yourself as much as possible where you can receive all the education that's out there, but as well, you can be able to receive it is, you know, re retrieve it and receive it and mm. give it back. You get what I'm saying? So yep. at the so you know, at the age of 16, she's getting all this education, she's getting all this information, she's allowing all this information and education to seep through her to soak through her. But I want her to be able to be able to be on that receive it on the other end where she's able to give it all back to someone as well. And if you're not working hard, it's hard to be able to teach other people things that you received if you're not actually, you know, taking it all in. So mm -hmm. I just think I would tell myself at the age of 16 to work harder, listen more, uh, read more, connect myself to more resources, connect myself to more organizations, connect myself to more people who are in leadership. And I tell my daughter this all the time, you know, 
you want to connect yourself to the 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 ones who know the know you know the people who know mm -hmm. what's going on. You don't want to connect yourself with people who's gossiping all the time. You want to connect yourself with people who knows what's going on in politics, who knows what's going on when it comes to computers, who knows what's going on when it comes to uh, money and, and and finances. You want to connect yourself with people that's going to help you as you become an adult because she's going to be an adult longer than she's going to be a child and mm -hmm. if she instill all those things in her right now at the age of 16 or at least um have the capability and the knowledge of knowing it when she becomes an adult she's just going to take off like a rocket she's going to mm -hmm. take off because she's allowed herself to be able to you know have all that information pour into her, but she's been able to listen, receive it and be able to give it back to someone else as well. So I just feel like work harder, work mm. as hard as you can when you 16, not behind a nine to five. But when I say your education, reading, involvement, mm. that is what you could any 16 year old should focus on they shouldn't focus on what's going on, on social media they shouldn't worry about you know and i know they do um what's going on uh tomorrow at school the latest new jordans or whatnot but they need to really focus on education because without education you you're you won't you're going to be stagnant you'll be stuck yes. you'll be begging from someone on a corner and that ain't what I want for my kids. And I want to see pretty much nobody kids out there at the age of 16 clueless. So get your education, further further yourself in life to where you can receive everything that you need to be great, a better person. And I mean, that's all I got for you. Yeah, man. You, I mean, you, you cleared it up because, you know, stagnation, you know, being stagnant water, that's poison. Like you don't want to drink no right. water that's been sitting there. And then with going to college and, you know, like going to college like everybody say man if i went to school and i went and I, I sat back and i say what's the difference between high school and college the difference is when you go to college you got a lot of connect with smart yeah. people and you could be doctors you could be like you at least you got the connects to the people yes the people that stopped at the high school we don't and i didn't even finish high school so i'm looking at the connects that i got i'm like they all street people i'm like yeah, I know real connects. I don't want now that I'm not in the streets. I'm like, man, how can I use my old friends? What can right. I use them for? No, I, I don't. They not no connect. They not an outlet. I'm like, oh man, they only was the outlet in the projects. That yep. was it. And I'm like, oh wow. So yep. yeah. So I tell my kids, you know, y'all need to go out and talk to people and get ready to go to college and whatever. So right. How do you feel about fear? How do I feel about fear? I mean, <laughs> that's not even in my vocabulary. Mm, okay, okay, okay. My faith outweighs my fear. I moved Ooh. to Las Vegas two years ago, not even having a job lined up. So fear, it doesn't even it doesn't even fall into my vocabulary. I believe strongly if you uh, put yourself in position to, um, if you put yourself in position to do whatever it is that you 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 set yourself up to do, it's possible. Fear wouldn't it? Fear would not even come into the conversation because, first off, 
you got to write anything and everything that you come across in your mind. You need to write it down. Yes. You need to write it down. First off, you need to connect yourself. Like I always say, what well, we were just talking about being able to connect ourselves to a wide source of uh, individuals who can help us uh, and broaden our horizons. We need to be able to build. We need to be able to build uh, uh, a dynasty around us with people that can help further our, our careers and our dreams and our visions. So when you talk about fear, fear ain't even in the vocabulary when it comes to me. I say that yeah. in the most humble way because I say that in the most humble way because I've been saved. My life been saved not one time, but two times. Mm. The first, the first time I talk about, and I think I talk about it twice in my book. The first time was when I was in a motorcycle accident. Mm -hmm. yep, I was in a motorcycle accident 20 years ago and God saved my life. And the second time he saved my life was when an incident happened, um, with, with my cousin, my late cousin, Marcus Risby, who, who shot a gun. He didn't think it was a bullet. He, you know, he didn't think it was loaded. And the bullet went straight past my face. So I've been saved. God has saved me twice. I'm here for a reason. Mm. And there's no, there's no fear that lies inside of me. There shouldn't be any fear that lies inside anyone else. If there is, you need to rebuke that and not claim it in the name of Jesus. Because mm. the thing is this, faith outweighs so much more than what we are that than what we know of but if you don't have that spiritual relationship with god and i don't mean running the church every sunday what i mean is being able to just get on your knees and pray and ask god for direction then you don't know you don't even know what you're missing in life you don't mm. even know what's out mm. there for you. you 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 have no clue what's waiting for you with your name written on it with mm. your name written on it Mm. You know, what's your name? These are my testimonies. Mm. How can I have, how can fear be in my vocabulary? And I'm, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. So hey. we gotta, we gotta tap into, we have to tap into our spiritual powers, our godly powers and, and, and tap out of that, that man-made, man-made thinking and tap into our godly thinking and allow him to use us in a way where we can overcome all things through Christ Jesus. It's all good. That's it's all done. Good. It's all good. Man, I like how you answered that. And um, for the record, fear is fake. Ain't no such thing as fear. It's all in your mind. You scare yourself. Don't nobody yep. know what you're thinking but you, and you scare yourself. So, um, if if you know they say um you know when we was growing up they say you know we hear a lot of oh you can't do that or you can't do that and we adopt the habit and we right. adopt it and we were like man well, i can't do this and I, I don't have enough money i don't do this so if if anything was possible what would you want for myself or for other people, like what are you for, for yourself? If anything was possible. If, if you say I want to buy a house and you buy a house like you can buy now and later, if anything possible, how would that look to you? If there's anything possible, yeah. Um, what would you want, or what would you want? What would I? What would I want? Oh man, you know, hey, I want to see. I want to see more women. 
And that's why her essence of empowerment is such a this book right here. It does it didn't do as good as Don't Judge Me, I'm only human, but I'm getting ready to relaunch this book mm-hmm. because I want young girls and women to understand what her essence of empowerment means. Her essence of empowerment means creating clarity for other mm-hmm. women, creating clarity and direction for other women. I've never been, I've never been to college. Mm-hmm. I've, I graduated high school. I own, I, I'm in real estate. I own properties. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm in stocks. I'm invested in stocks. Um, I've been blessed. You know, I'm not just going to sit and say all the things I, I've written three books and I'm getting ready to come out with another book, but money, I've been blessed. So I just want to say her essence of empowerment is creating clarity and direction for other women. I want women from all walks of life to know one thing. It's never too late to reinvent yourself. That's what I want women and men. But I want people to know it's never too late to go after your dreams. It's never too late Mm -hmm. to start all over again. It's never too late to say, hey, maybe now was the time for me to pick up where I left off at. That's what I want young women and women from all walks of life to understand and to know and to believe and trust that if there's something that you destined to do, don't wait. Don't allow time to make a decision for you that you can make on your own. Don't allow the clock to make a decision you can make on your own. Get to it right now. Put your plan, write, your, write whatever it is on the wall and get out there and leap out on faith and do it. Mm, do right. it. So. You know, if there's anything, hey, I'm telling you, this book right here has so many different exercises and and affirmations that we should be speaking over our life daily. Not Mm, only, mm. not just sometimes when you want something right at that moment, daily, because Mm. I'll say this before we end this interview. I've made a lot happen off of this. Zero dollars. It's all about this. Yeah, it's about this. I am an investor. I am not done doing what I'm doing because you see everything you see me do. I attach it to something else, greater, bigger, the cleaning business, the cleaning supplies, the, the, now we have the vending machine. I invest into something greater, bigger to be able to create opportunities for other people, my children, the youth resources, um, foundation. That's, that is what I truly believe in. That's what my gift is. That's what God has me. That's, that's, that's my calling. And I just want to see more women go after their dreams. Stop listening to the naysayers, the Debbie Downers, Mm. the people who don't believe you believe in you. So you got to get out there and you got to do it. That's right. That's for sure, man. Oh man. We already tapping almost close to an hour. So, you know, all right. All right. But, you know, it don't matter. As long as you got time, I got time. But um, Okay, okay. I, okay, I want to uh, I want to go way back. I want to go way back. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, you know, I know your brother, Steve. So, you know yes. what I'm saying? Shout out to Steve, man. You know, Shout uh, out to my big bro. That's he, right. He's I, a lot of the reason why I'm that. You know, that certified husband, too. I love my brother. He has made nothing but the greatest impact on my life. Um, my brother, Steve. When it comes to just um, the grind, uh, I want to say Dallas Williams when it comes to real estate. I want to say Sam Risby when it comes to real estate. I just I just love them because 
we have to have people in our lives that see something in us uh, for us to keep going and growing, you know, to keep going and growing. And when you have people that believe in you, that are willing to invest in you, ain't no stopping. You right. it ain't no stopping. When you hear people say glass ceilings, ain't no such thing. You could just mm. keep going. So shout out to the big homie, big brother, Steve Collins. I, I got nothing but love for him. That's my boy. Hey. Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm going to piggyback off what you said, the glass ceiling, right? So when Steve threw a party back in the days and they was playing jump, jump, and, and, and broke the floor, what was you thinking? Oh, man, my mama going to kill him or my mama going to kill the DJ, Jamar Bradford, who even got the, who even got it going. And shout out to Jamar. Shout out to Brad. Hey, he, he located Peoria, Illinois. That's my long service guy. He's doing great things at Peoria when it comes to entrepreneurship. But I knew at that moment uh, when that had happened that even though that the floor caved in, Stephen has always, and I say Stephen, Steve has always been that uh, uh, that one individual who can bring people from all walks of life together, no matter what circumstances or what gangs or what side of the town they was from without any feuding and just having a good time. And you rarely have people who can bring people together, especially when you start talking about back in the, in, in the time where you got the, the gangster disciples and the vice lords and Peoria was very small. But he was one of those individuals. Uh, I love my big brother for that because he he instilled something in me with bringing people together and how I've been mm -hmm. able to be so creative with bringing people together that no matter what obstacles someone faces, no wonder, no matter what lies in between, uh, uh, you know, in the gap of what keeps people divided. When you have something for people to come to and they take a liking to it, no matter at that moment, at that time, what's going on, if they take a liking to it, they're going to come. They're going to come in droves. And that's the reason why people, uh, black and brown, we need to start coming out in droves and supporting one another when it comes to small businesses, when it comes to events, when it comes to opportunities. We need to show up and show out for each other because I tell people all the time, don't look at me because I left a small town and moved to a big city that I'm rich. No, I'm yeah. struggling just like everybody else. I'm trying to figure out how to pay my bills just as well because I moved somewhere where it's three times the price. You know, and yeah. I own my home back at home and now I'm renting a condo now that's, you know, three, four times the price of where I just left. So, you know, if you if you see someone that's out there striving, that's chasing after they goals and support them, if you take a yeah. liking to it or think that maybe your mom or your sister can use what it is that they have, if you can't make it to it or if you don't need it, buy it for somebody else mm -hmm. or spread the word or share the page. We got to come. We got to get out. We got to get out that way of thinking that uh, I ain't doing that for them or they ain't for me or I don't need that. We got to we got to support support each other, especially when it comes to black owned businesses like we support McDonald's and and, 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 and Nike because they already got their money. We need to start yeah. supporting the people like the Alicia's and the permissions uh, uh, and, you know, all these small businesses that's trying to build a create opportunity and a big name for uh, uh, for ourselves, with our families as well and for our communities, because that's what it's all about. So I knew, like I said, at that point of time in my life, I knew that Steve 
was setting the tone, not just for himself, but for his little sister that was coming up under him that will embark on this journey that I'm on right now. And I'm forever thankful for him and I love him. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been a part of this journey for me. It's only getting started. We just getting started, y'all. Mm. We just getting started. We just, just getting, started. getting started. Yes. Yeah, man. Shout out to Steve, man. I know he your world, man. And um, yeah, yes, he is. Yeah, man. You know, so yeah, man. So we already tapped on to an hour, and I appreciate. All right, you. all right. Thank I, you for I having mean, me, I, man. You just don't know. You motivate me in so many ways. I remember. I'm gonna tell you this one more story before the timeout. You know what I'm saying? I remember I was on a North End. Man, I weighed like about 300 pounds. I think, I don't know. I ain't weighed myself then, but I was big, right? And I remember you on the north end running across the tracks. And I'm like, man, I'm like, look at her working out. She by herself. And this was years ago. Years ago. And you still doing it right now. And still doing it. Still, and, still doing it right now. It's funny that you say that because I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was in track and field. And shout out to my coach back from Woodruff High School, Toot Risby. He was like, look, Alicia, if you want to be a part of this four by four, you got to you got to get your weight up. And I was just like, man, he was like, you got to start training. You got to start training more. You got to whatever you need to do. This is what you got to do. He gave me a system. He gave me a plan of action of what I needed to do. And I was determined. And I remember like I was determined to be a part of that four by four. And we won. And I led, I was like third leg. And I mean, we we blew it out back in 2000. I think it was like 2000 or 99. I can't remember, but I know what you was talking about. But mm -hmm. I was preparing myself to uh, win then as I am still to this day. Every day uh, I'm getting up and I'm still running. It's a, it, it, this is, it's a marathon. Yeah. It's a marathon and it's something that we have to, uh, it's embedded in us. It's something that we have to really uh, tap in on when we see it in our children and inspire them and encourage them and, and uplift them and help to build up their confidence. Because if they start now, it'll become a lifestyle that we just touched on earlier in a conversation. So that right there just took place into what it is right now, what you see and what you get from me right now. Alicia Collins, the entrepreneur extraordinaire. Y'all make sure y'all go visit authorladya.com, order your books. Make sure y'all go ahead and order some cleaning supplies from madeonarunessentials.com. And if you're in the Southern Nevada area and you need your home sanitized, disinfect, make sure y'all go visit germexpertwiththex.com. Hey, and that's what we got. Alicia Collins, Lady A, boss lady, what you want to call her, you know, mom. What you want to call it? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, again, I appreciate you coming on the show, taking Thank time you. out, you know. And, again, this is our podcast, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you again for having me um, anytime. And just nothing but blessings to you and what you're doing. Keep going and don't stop. Man, I can't stop. I can't stop. I'm the new P. Diddy. I won't Definitely. stop. I know that's right. Well, thank you again for having me. All right. Thank you. And um, don't forget, y'all, problems are meant to be solved. So on that note, I appreciate you. And we'll be hollering back and we'll be ch chatting again. Now, how you on the podcast again and see how life through some 
new things at you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Man, I appreciate you. Bye-bye. I am. Yeah, what's up? This your boy, Monty G, on the Fan Mission Podcast. And today we had a special guest, Alicia Collins, and she did her thing. I hope y'all was inspired with her, inspired by her, because I was. And I appreciate y'all tuning in.